Today we're going to talk about Grilla from Iceland, a legend so scary it was outlawed. This giant lives in the mountains and comes out of her cave in wintertime, searching for naughty children. When she finds them, she boils them up in a stew and eats them as snacks. Grilla has children of her own too, the 13 Yule Lads. <laughs> Sounds like a gang of really tough pro Christmas fourth graders. <laughs> what a bunch of sissies! <laughs> they visit sleeping children on the 13 nights before Christmas. In some legends, the lads, who have creepy names like Meat Hook and Window Peeper, are just as awful as their mother. It's nice that Santa gives toys to all the good little children in the world, but let's be honest, there are fewer and fewer good children every year. In France, horrible children worry about being visited by Hans Tropp, another anti-Santa, who hands out punishment to bad children. The legend says that Tropp was a real man. He was rich and evil. Eventually, it was discovered that he worshipped Satan and was excommunicated from the Catholic Church. He was exiled into the forest, where he put straw in his clothes to disguise himself as a scarecrow and preyed on children. Uh, the Mary Lloyd is an ancient midwinter tradition that is unique to Wales, which involves a horse's skull on a stick and a group of people going round pubs and people's houses singing and uh, bringing good luck um, over the new year. Krampus, there, in history, it was very popular. Then it stopped for a long time. And nowadays, the, the, the young people finding the tradition again and, and, and living this tradition. Everybody, it is time to go down the rabbit hole, Christmas, all Christmassy like. Oh yeah! <laughs> how how how? It's good to have everybody along. Hope you're having a great week. Oh yeah! And um, we're heading into the, the the ho 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 season. Yes, we are. We're in that week. <laughs> it's less than a week away. Uh, are you ready? I guess. See, I have a wife, so I'm, I'm ready. Why? I mean. But I mean, I have a wife, and the hardest part is, is we spent we, we bought a house this year, so oh yeah, so you're it, tight. it's been you know one of those that everything my wife has asked for is stuff for the house, and I'm like that just doesn't feel right to me. I'm not gonna, I'm not. <laughs> I gonna, don't question. Yeah, I'm not gonna you buy you a lamp for Christmas. You know, I have lots of um, uh, nieces and nephews and granddaughter and uh, and yeah, you know, one of the beauties of having a great wife is that I get to find out what we got everybody for christmas at the same time they do yeah because they open up like hey thanks uncle and i'm like oh, cool yeah, what was cool. that yeah, again that's awesome you that know. was really neat see I, and that's good because i mean at least with, with my wife i mean my my ex that i had before the big problem i used to have with her was i would find out what we bought everyone and be like how the hell did we afford that <laughs> wait till the bill comes yeah, yeah. Uh, it's like no wonder my credit card i never maxed. you know the, yeah yeah when any time in my life when it was a girlfriend or a wife or, you know, whatever, I never questioned, you know, it was like when they told me what they wanted, that's what I got them. Well, and I tried to be get something good, but I just it felt weird buying stuff. For, some of them, you know, sometimes people are real practical. Sometimes people are lavish. If it was too lavish, I'd be like, yeah, you're crazy, but you yeah. know what I'm saying. And my wife's always been a practical. She likes to practical so, gifts. That's awesome. And... It just, I'm more. It does of a, feel weird buying, you know, like a potholder. Yeah, but that's what they really want. I'm one of those. Give me something that I want. 
like practical <laughs> stuff. That's something I'll buy for myself in January. Yeah, I don't want. You know what? And I'm the I'm the opposite. I'm I'm the weird one. I don't want anything. I feel awkward. Always feel awkward getting presents. See, and I, I'm kind of that way. I like the and I've become and I think it's more the last couple of years that I've gotten older. I'm more of an experienced person. Like I would rather. Then get a bunch of Christmas presents. Let's go do something. Yeah. Let's do something as a family. Let's go travel. Let's go somewhere. You know, and everyone's like, but then we have to go see the family. And who cares? I could see my family next week. I know. <laughs> well, you have a great excuse this year. I do. Because, you know, uh, everybody's telling everybody to, you know, stay at home. Don't be around anybody. You know, no, don't no. Uh, don't have anybody over. Baloney, do it all. You might get the COVID. Invite the whole freaking neighborhood. Except I, I am upset. I when I got my gave blood a week ago, yeah. a little over two weeks ago actually, and I got I got my results back and I was negative. I don't oh. have any antibodies. So, so you hoping. haven't had it at all then? No, apparently according to them, I haven't had it at all. So, well, you should go yeah, go, go go run around and go uh, to Seattle and lick windows or something. Yeah, oh, you'll get it. Okay, come, yeah, come to my work. <laughs> you have it in no time. I was really hoping I'd at least have the antibodies, and then yeah, but no, I don't even have them. So, yeah, well, you know, speaking of, let's do a little follow up um, from before we get into all the Christmas stuff. We'll do a follow up from uh, last week's show. You know, we were talking about the the back scheming. All right, and actually, before we die, I did want to say to to, to clarify thing because someone asked me a question: Do I believe there are aliens? Yes. Who asked you that? Uh, a friend of a friend of mine who listens to the show. Oh, do I believe in aliens? Yes. Do I believe in the new lizard order and some of that stuff? No. <laughs> so, so clarifying just that. Just clarifying. I mean, do I believe the Dracos? There could be some, you know, lizard aliens. Yes. Do I believe all the craziness of? I do believe some of it could, like a lot of the stuff that we talk about. I believe there could be some semblance of truth in them, but there's a lot of stuff in that whole new lizard order that we talked about and everything else that is complete and total crap. Yeah, well, I mean, we haven't. I mean, the we fifteen foot aliens. We haven't. Do, uh, we haven't taken a dive into it because we're waiting till we get through oh, our yeah. series. But, but we're going to dive into the aliens. There's the former Israeli space security chief who says emphatically that there are extraterrestrials, and Trump knows about it. Yes, and and he and they, but they wanted they wanted them to not say anything for us to kind of get used to the idea. Yeah. Well, well but, but haven't we heard haven't we heard that for, like down through history supposedly several presidents have met with them and that's always been the same story. Wasn't it Hoover that supposedly made a deal with them? There were several of them. Eisenhower supposedly made one, Nixon supposedly yeah. met with them and it was always the same story. It was always like, well, um they're here and we've met with them, but they don't want us to reveal them. To you because they're going to uh, give us technology so that they can. Uh, yeah, you might freak out or something. Well, give us technology that we can use, but in trade, they get to like take a few of us up into their ship and probe us over here. There have been a lot of UFO sightings lately, though. I've been fascinated by that, and it's completely off topic. Yeah. But um, once we start going down the rabbit hole of the, the possibility of aliens, there is a lot of stuff that I've researched the Pleiadians, the Dracos, the tall grays the whites the nordics the aryans a lot of people don't realize that when you know the the nazis were talking about aryans they're not talking about people they're talking about a a race of aliens right yeah so it's true it's, and it's true i mean you start going on that those were crazy rabbit holes and you realize how freaking insane hitler was more so, than we thought so i heard today or not today but earlier this week that um you, the U.S. approved, you know, this second COVID nineteen vaccine, the the Moderna one. Yeah. And um, so everybody's all excited, and and you know we've been hearing all the stories of people, you know, who's getting them, who's not. They're even like on the TV, and I'm sure everybody's seen this because it kind of went viral. But for those who didn't, I want to play this for you. This is a um, this is a nurse in Tennessee who got the COVID shot and immediately did a, a press conference. So she's supposed to be like the good face, right? Yeah. Like, look, there's no problem. Like Mike Pence, everybody's getting him on TV. That's the new thing. So this is her. She just gotten her shot and she stepped to the podium. And so listen to this. I did. Yes. Okay. So, you know, all of my staff, um, 
we are excited to get the vaccine. You know, um, we are in the COVID unit, so therefore, you know, my team will be getting first chances to get the vaccine. And I know that um, it's really. Sorry, I'm feeling really dizzy. I'm sorry. Oh, she's struggling. Nope. She's got her hand up on her head. She's not feeling too good. And she's, now she's moving away from the podium. And down and she goes. Down goes Frazier. She's out. She's out. Yes. I mean, there's like three doctors. I think soon there's uh, they're all f there's three doctors or, and a nurse. Four. Now there's four of them. Five. They're all rushing around. Shouldn't they be giving her some breath? There's room to breathe. You're too close. You're going to give her the COVID. There's like six people all around her, and the camera's still rolling. Social uh, distancing, people. Social distancing. Yeah, and the weird thing about that was, so I heard the follow-up on that because, you know, uh, they've got to. they got to spin it. Yeah, you know, it's not a good look. No. When, when the person who just got the, uh, and then you had a couple of nurses up in Alaska who had um, went into um, had some really bad reactions to it. Had to go straight into the ICU, and and one of them they said, "Oh, it was allergic reaction," but we found out that one of them had no allergies, and so now they're saying if you have allergies to food, medicine, and there was something else, you probably shouldn't take it. I'm like, well, that cuts out a lot of people. It does. Uh, well, good. But this, I have an excuse not to take it. I'm allergic to uh, everything. I'm allergic to uh, codeine. Um, so this, so this nurse, uh, when she got, when she finally, you know, found her her footing and got back up to the mic, uh, she eventually said that she always faints when she she well she doesn't always faint when she gets a shot, but she's she, she doesn't like pain and she's fainted before while she was getting a shot. But here's the problem: she wasn't getting a shot at that point. It already happened. Yeah. So the pain was over. Like, that's not a. I just you know it's like you know seeing through the the BS. There, but the the problem is is people are so screwed into the BS that they can't. Oh yeah, that makes complete legitimate sense. Right. But if it was the the scary orange man saying it, then that oh. would be complete bullshit. Yeah, of course. And then of course uh, I've seen this. I wanted to point this out uh, because there's all kind of back and forth on this story it came out december 11th and this is uh over in australia they're working on a, a vaccine and they abandoned it over false hiv responses and and, and there's all these de everyone's out debunking it no it didn't give them hiv well that's not what they're saying what they're saying is is that this this vaccine that was being developed by this australian firm csl and the University of Queensland, when you got it, and then you would go, if you had to like get some blood drawn or whatever, it would come up a false positive that you had HIV. And that's the fact. Like, that's that's a real thing. Um, so well, it's one of it generated HIV antibodies in some recipients, which meant it showed false positive for HIV. Further testing proved, though, that the HIV wasn't there. Okay, right. So it was like, well, it didn't cause HIV. They're not no, claiming that. No, but it gave that. you a false positive. What they're saying is, is you may get you may get your this flu shot, and uh, later you go in for I don't know your physical or whatever, and you get a phone call from the doctor that says, "Hey, by the way, we need you to come back in because we think you might have HIV." That rocks uh, somebody's world. It would. And, and, but that's the problem. How do you explain that to your spouse? I don't know. <laughs> that so, could cause some problems. You're going to get mad at your spouse saying, who the hell have you been yeah, messing around be with because you gave question. me HIV? How do you bring that up? Because I know up? it wasn't me. Yeah, how do you, you know? bring that up? And, and that's the thing is, I mean, there's a lot of these with these, you know, news stories where all of a sudden people are like, oh, poo-poo because it's this. Or it's like you get the, the Facebook censors now who censor everything. And one of the big ones they've been censoring that I keep seeing is they keep showing the thing from I Am Legend. It says, just remember, I am legend. The 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 vaccine caused the the zombies, oh. and then they're like, oh, this is false information. It's like, oh, sorry, it's a movie. It wasn't the vaccine. It was the cure for cancer mm. that caused 
the zombies, but it was one of those things. The big thing is it was a push. They pushed the the cure through without enough testing, and that's what caused the zombies in the movie I Am Legend. Yeah. So the whole idea of, like, they destroyed the world because they hurried on, on something. This is why I'm not uh, – I've heard about all this censorship going down. Uh, I, I've seen it on um, YouTube. I've seen channels disappear. Yeah. Uh, I'm not on social media. I hear well, about it a lot. I know a lot of people are upset about oh, Facebook and Twitter. We, we and see it on YouTube a lot because a lot of the, the stuff that we'll do, we'll find videos oh, and watch videos about stuff that we're researching on, on YouTube, and it'll disappear as quick as we as quick as we watch it. It's right. like that's one of the things we get people. We were talking about this before we started recording. Is we get a lot of people saying, "Hey, send me the send, me, send the me the links for this for this," and it's been a month. This, and not they don't exist anymore because, right. I mean, it's like the Bill Gates episode. When we did that, we literally were watching these links disappear as soon as we were watching. A lot of them you can't find anymore. That's why I record. I record. That's how we get those clips. We record them. On I the record app. as I watch it. As soon yeah. as I find it, I hit record. Because um, if you don't, it'll be gone. It's because I remember there's a couple that I watched and literally I'm like, OK, I want to, you know, go back, go refresh. back and look at this. And I hit the refresh button and it's gone. Yeah, it, ha it happens a lot to a lot of the, the subjects and topics uh, that we do. So yes. uh, if you do ask for a link and we have it, we'll be glad to send it to you. But a lot of the stuff, especially on yeah, like Gates or Pizza Gate, a lot of that. Stuff oh, yeah, that stuff's quick. all gone. Adrenochrome. Uh, it's really, yeah, that stuff's uh, really in short Because that's the bad, supply. bad conspiracy theory, people. Hmm, <laughs> get rid of that. Uh, and so before we get into the Christmas stuff, one more story that I I just couldn't believe it. I, I had to point it out because, you know, we talk a lot about um, here in the U.S., especially how our um, Constitution and our Bill of Rights and uh, our, everything's under attack. And that's one of the things we're concerned about. Yeah, big is time. is if it falls, you know, and I, I I don't want to say that the U.S. is you know the greatest thing going because we certainly have our problems. But it if the U.S. falls, the world's going to crumble with it, uh, and that's what they want. That's exactly what they want. And one of the things that they're chipping away at is the uh, right for free speech. Speaking of with all the censorship going yeah. on, on on public platforms. Well, I found this story out of Norway, and this is this is where things are are getting really uh, all 1984 on us and Big Brotherish and stuff. So Norway's parliament, let's see, what's the uh, date on this? Uh, no, so this was November 25th, so a little, about a month ago. Norway's parliament outlawed hate speech against transgender people on Tuesday, expanding its penal code with code, which has protected gay and lesbian people since 1981. Okay. Yeah. Don't talk hate, you know, about people, but, but this is crazy. Um, go down here and it says, uh, Sorry, folks, I'm trying to scroll down here. Oh, yeah. So people found guilty of hate speech face a fine or up to a year in jail for private remarks and a maximum of three years in jail for public comments, according to the penal code. That means in your house, in a private conversation, you could be on the phone in your house with somebody. And if they hear it and it's hate speech, you can go to jail for up to a year or get a fine. And see, that's crap. I mean, it's one of those things. I mean, should people be doing hate speech? No. But then the thing comes in, what's your definition of hate speech? Exactly. If I don't like somebody who happens to be trans, is that hate speech against a trans? Against the no, Right. Because what if that, that person is a person jerk? That person. What if that person is your boss and you don't yeah. like them? Or they're it has so, nothing to do with the they're fact a that jerk they're neighbor. They're just a jerk. Right. And you're like, yeah, you know, so-and-so next door can't stand them because, you know, they shovel their leaves onto my lawn or whatever. I don't know, whatever, right? They leave their, their, their car parked in my spot. And somebody's like, oh, well, that sounds like hate speech to me. Yeah, that's hate speech. Said you hate them. And, you, and it's like, well, wait, I was in my house. 
Yeah. Doesn't matter. Somebody I was in my house, and I wasn't you. anything against them being trans. It was just against the fact that they're a dick. No. So it's kind of one of those things. I got an argument with someone a while to back. me. Take the trans out of it. Yeah. It's just the fact that they can come in Norway. They're basically saying we're coming into your home now. And what you say in your home can get you in trouble. Yeah. Is, Where's your sanctuary then? There isn't one. They're, they're taking away the sanctuary because we don't. We shouldn't have a sanctuary. We all should do what we're told, when we're told, how we're told, and be the people that they think we should be. And everybody should be loved the same as everybody else and blah, blah, blah. And you shouldn't hate anyone. And blah, 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 blah. Yeah, it, it's horrible. I got an argument with someone the other day because somebody, a, a classmate died. And they, everyone was putting their picture on on Facebook in memory of them. And I'm like, I ain't going to do it. <laughs> and they're like, well, why not? not? Aren't you, aren't you going to, you know, show that you solidarity for the fact? I'm like, no, because they were a dick. And they don't know. <laughs> and they're like, well, that's horrible to say about a dead person. Okay, it doesn't change the fact that just because he died doesn't change the fact that he was a dick. Right. <laughs> And we I'm all not know doing that it. person. Yeah, we all knew he was a dick. See, and this all of a is why I'm dead, not. Now we have to be friends with him. I've had no. more people ask me, "Well, why aren't you on Facebook?" For and those among, reasons, among many uh, many reasons, a they mine all your data, and, and you have no yeah. privacy, and and I don't like that aspect of it. And they keep anything and everything you put on there. It's not yours; it belongs to them. But everyone that I want to be in touch with, yes. I'm in touch yeah. with. I don't need to be on there to be in touch with people. See, and for me, it's one of those. And I'm not antisocial. You know me. Oh, yeah, no. You're I'm not, not antisocial. But it's one of those things for me. The only reason, honestly, it's gotten to a point where before I was on it all the time. And now I'll pretty much log in two or three times a day. Um, and it's really just to promote my shows. Right. And to promote, you know, healthy living and running and all that stuff for, you know, as as my other personality. For those that don't know, I, I do, uh, you know, I have an other personality I do a, a, a running podcast for. And I'll, I'll promote all my running and all that stuff to promote that stuff. But other than that, I, I'm really not on that much. You know, I'll take pictures of, you know, while we're in studio saying, hey, look, we're recording this. And pictures of my cat all the freaking time because it's on my keyboard and everything else and it's become the studio cat but that's it i mean other than that i've tried to stay away from it all because it's just gotten so political and so stupid i hate it <laughs> it's just dumb now i'm pretty much on instagram taking pictures of my cat i've become that person that's I all take right pictures of my cat and post it yeah i mean studio cat look i'm not telling Ruben. any i'm not telling anybody what to do all i know is that uh for me it just, I, I saw what I am, was coming on that stuff, and I, I got offline. I am so happier now that I don't spend that much time on. I, I know I can tell when I've been spending too much time on Facebook because I start getting angry about stupid shit. <laughs> and that's it. <laughs> All right. Well, let's get into let's, some oh of the, yeah, let's, let's talk some Christmas. Some weird Christmas stuff. Cause there's Happy a, Hanukkah. Merry Christmas. I Happy didn't realize. Uh, growing up in, I grew up down south in Texas, and. For us, it was just, you know, Christmas was pretty much what uh, I think yeah. most Americans would go through, respectively speaking. Right? Well, I think part of it is, too, is, I mean, we look at it, especially looking at a lot of this stuff. We're used to Christmas being a specific way because we grew up in America. Right. You have a Christmas tree, Santa Claus. But you step out of America and there's a lot of different things that we're like, oh. <laughs> Some of them are like, that's freaking weird. Other ones like, I like that. I'm going to make this my new thing. <laughs> Uh, Chris. So yeah, there's a. But I didn't realize Christmas could be so dark. Oh yeah. And um, so like, even gruesome around the world. I mean, a lot of people, Christmas can be a fear time. And, oh yeah. And I'm not talking about you're afraid you're not going to get what you want. I'm afraid. I, I'm talking about people who are afraid like Santa's going to come and like beat them down, and and werewolves are going to come and and eat them. Yeah, there's a lot of them that are really happy if Santa doesn't show up. <laughs> I know. So, well, we'll start with this one. Uh, this one is really bizarre. I first heard of this when uh, there's a there's an author named uh, David Sedaris, and he did a Christmas thing a, a long uh, I don't know several years ago, and I thought he was I thought he made it up because he's a great author, and I had to go check it out, and it, it, it is true. It's and this is the this is the Dutch 
version of Santa Claus. The Dutch are special. The the Dutch, I don't know if if they just stay in all winter and they don't have anything else to do. Or I don't under there is some weird stuff going on over there with their Christmas traditions, and it's not happy. No. Uh. So. <laughs> so anyway, so there is Santa Claus over in, uh, over in the Dutch tradition, which is basically, uh, Holland, and um, Germany and some of French, uh, France. They the children over there receive they get their presents on December fifth, which is a celebration of Saint Nicholas Day. And unlike uh, our fat, obese, holly jolly Santa here, Coca Cola, yeah, Saint. So Saint Nicholas over there is like super thin. It's like, and I don't know if you've ever seen like Father Christmas, mm-hmm. which is England. Um, so he's really thin and he, and he's kind of gaunt and he looks like he needs uh he, he needs the cookies yes. that are that, that are are laid out for him. Well, looks like he's from Spanaway. So so well, a lot of our listeners have no, no idea. No, you what have Spanaway no idea, but Spanaway is, is it's a, crack town. It's crack town in, in Tacoma. I mean, it's the it's the bad part of Tacoma and if you know anything about Tacoma, the bad part of Tacoma is bad. Yeah, in any any major town you live in, you know that area. Yes. So anyway, this Santa Claus, he fly, he so first of all, he flies on a sled. Well, our Santa flies on a sled, but this Saint Nicholas, he arrives by boat. Okay? You got that? So that's a long journey <laughs> from the North Pole to wherever he's going. And then once once he gets uh gets there, he gets on a white horse. And uh, it's, you know, it's a big deal. Everybody's celebrating Santa getting out there on his horse. But he, he, he doesn't have any elves with him. Like he, but he does have helpers. Um, and they're odd. So his helpers, and he, it's, first of all, he rounds them up. They don't come with him. He just, uh, he, 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 he describe they describe him as six to eight black men and there's no there's no definitive six seven or eight it's just six to eight so somewhere in there if he can find six great if he can find eight great and so up until the 50s they were characterized as personal slaves basically that he would hide around the world (laughs) yeah and then (laughs) And then he would uh, he would go pick them up and uh, and you know maybe maybe give them a cookie or two. But what he, so what happens there is that so Saint Nicholas he goes around with his former slaves, and and they're pissed off. They're not happy about it. Well, of course they're slaves. They're not happy about and it. And they're looking to take it out on the public. So as they come to your house as you're a little kid, lying in your bed. You're waiting for St. Nick- Nicholas to come. If you were naughty, okay, if you were naughty, St. Nicholas and the six to eight black men would then beat the kid with the small branch of a tree. <laughs> and then they'd kick him and beat him. And sometimes if they were really bad, they'd put him in a sack and take him off and nobody knows where they go. So that's. So Santa comes in. You imagine being a kid. Yeah. As a kid, this is a story you're told, and you're laying in bed praying. I would have hated Christmas because I was not a good kid. <laughs> and and then what's funny is this isn't the only. I mean, there's a Finnish version of this. It's what is I can't remember. I can never. I can't pronounce it. It's just Jewel Poogie, the Finnish Santa, who's a lot. Who's very similar to this. Yeah. Oh yeah. We'll get to him. Uh, another. Another sort of sidebar on this is um, before central heating, so that was a while back. Yeah, Dutch children would leave their shoes by the fireplace, um, and the I, promise I being that, that unless too. they plan to beat you, kick you, or stuff you in a sack, 
Saint Nicholas and the six to eight black men would fill your fill your clocks with presents. <laughs> See, and, and here's the here's the problem that I always I, I have with this one. I mean, I kept seeing this quite a bit about filling the shoes. I, I feel bad for people like me who have small feet. I mean, yeah, you don't. I, get I'm gonna much. get a crappy presents because I have small feet. It's, it's bad enough that I've already been been cursed with small feet, but I mean, you know, now you're gonna give me less presents. That that's some that, that's some bullshit. Yeah, that's not cool. No, it's not that's cool. Not cool. At all. I was always I'm lucky. I have I have big feet. Yeah, see Beach has like size 15 feet cuz I hate buying his goddamn shoes because they're expensive. <laughs> I'm like, "Why can I just cut off a couple inches? I mean, you can be like me and just wear my size 10s. I mean, and I wear size 10s just so I can feel like I have bigger feet. I can fit into like an 8, but <laughs> <laughs> Well, you could. It doesn't. It, I don't think it has to be your shoe. You could just. Put That's your, true. You just go buy a huge shoe and put your I'm name on it. I'm gonna buy like some Bigfoot shoes and put. My um. Name. So, did you know werewolves were part of Christmas? No, but that would make me like it a lot more. This I didn't know, but there, there's a lot I of. I missed this one. There's See, a lot you found of some that I never even. I, I, I did a lot of research on this, and there's a couple of these. I, I could not find the one about the, the, the Dutch slaves and in the werewolves. I didn't see that one either. Well, and. Just a sidebar note on the Dutch slave. That's still a controversy to this day because they, in their villages in Holland, they'll have uh, St. Nicholas. And then they'll have like six to eight guys who put on blackface and they wander around the village and everybody, you know, claps and says, hey, here comes Santa Claus. Do they wear those like stupid wooden shoes so you can at least hear him coming? I don't know, but that would never go down here. No, um, and BLM a lot of so it's but it, it so a lot of other countries have come down on them for that, and they did a poll there, and like ninety two percent were like, eh, whatever. Yeah, it's our it's our tradition. It's their tradition. I mean, whatever. I mean, you got to erase the past, though. If it doesn't fit everyone's, uh, you know, let them do now. their let them do their thing. Yeah. All right. So, uh, werewolves and Christmas. This I was I, I was not aware of. And I found it interesting because there's actually a lot of werewolf sort of sewn through the fabric of Christmas in, uh, around the world. Uh, according to 15th century Swedish traveler, diplomat, writer, and cleric, Olas Magnus, what a great name, Olas, Olas Magnus. According to him, in Prussia, Livonia, and Lithuania, werewolves had a party on Christmas night. And then issued forth to the rage and wondrous ferocity against human beings. For when a human habitation had been detected uh, by them and isolated in the woods, they besieged it with atrocity, striving to break in the doors. And in the event of doing so, they devour all the human beings and every animal which is found within. Well, they were just hungry. So, so on Chris, so Christmas night. It's a Christmas feast. Another one. You're a kid. Like, okay, hey, you know, time to go to bed. Time to go to bed. Are the werewolves coming, Daddy? <laughs> You'd be afraid at every little sound. There, there is, and that's what I found in a lot of this. It's like it was like pretty much when Coca Cola like made Santa what he is now. What we was, know Santa. I've never as. been afraid of Christmas Eve. Christmas that's kind of like when all of a sudden Santa became jolly and the the lovely guy that we're all like, yay, Santa. But before that, it was pretty much like Santa was going to fuck you up. Yeah, he was going to mess you up. Uh, here's another one. Um, uh, this is another Baltic belief. Right around the same time that, uh, that at Christmas, a boy lame of leg goes around the country summoning the devil's followers who are uh, countless to uh, a general conclave. Whoever remains behind or goes reluctantly is scourged by another with an iron whip. Kinky. The human form vanishes and the whole multitude becomes werewolves. So he, so a, a boy. This sounds like a much better version of Twilight than what we got. <laughs> so I don't understand why he had the lame leg, though. Like, I don't either. Like, I mean, that's one thing. Why, why does he have to have a limp? Yeah, I, I mean, don't get that. You know. I don't get that. All right, what do you got? I, I've got a few. I mean, the one that I, I mentioned, the, and I can't pronounce this. I mean, it's Joe. Jolupuki, 
Julu Puki. Julu Puki, the Finnish Santa. Yes. So, and this is one where it, it seems like it was, you know, it started as one thing, and this really kind of talks about how Santa went from one to, to, to something else. So, you know, the America Santa that we have is really came from Sinterklaas, who was, you know, brought to New York by the Dutch settlers. Seems like a lot of it goes back to Dutch. Also, St. Nick. Yeah. St. Nick, Sinterklaas, all those, a lot of that seems to go back to the Dutch. Um, the Dutch and the Germans. They really screwed up Christmas. So, and it goes back to that, but... Uh, Julepuki um, translates to Yule Goat. And then Yule, a pre-Christian pagan festival. So it goes back to where a lot of people argue, and it's very true, that Christmas was really a pagan holiday. It was the winter solstice. Right. Mm -hmm. And they turned that into, which the Christians did a lot of, where Easter was this way, Christmas, where they took pagan holidays, and rather than ban the holiday they took it over and turned it into a christian holiday in some way shape or form well i so, think i think every if you're a christian and those who went to sunday school or whatever it's pretty common knowledge that jesus christ was not born on december 25th no, he was actually it was the, the catholic Easter. church took over a bunch of pagan holidays mm -hmm. To redirect the attention of the masses. Yes, and that's true. So, I mean, it doesn't take less away from, but I mean, really, in a lot of the stuff before, um, what was it, like the 1500s, the, the, the Christian church turned what Christmas was, because originally they had actually, it was to, to other gods, or not gods, but, you know, saints. It was more saints. You know, right, St. Yes. Nicholas, saints, you know, all that kind of stuff. And there was a couple other saints that they really wor worshipped during Christmas. Right. And then it was doing, like, I believe the 1500s when they turned it into more about Jesus. So yeah, to try like and people bring people over. So, I mean, there, there's a lot of background to it. But really, Jolapinky, like a pookie, like I was saying, was the Yule goat. So that was a... a, a a pre-Christian pagan festival during midwinter celebration with festivities and sacrifice that took place in many Germanic cultures. So what do goats have to do with it? While sadly there's no definitive answer, the most popular theory suggests that goats are linked to the god Thor, associated with storms and fertility. Thor commanded a goat-driven chariot, and goats became associated with harvest and fertility. Through him, traditions evolved as they tend to do, and men took to dressing up in horned goat costumes as part of the rituals. In Finland, the Nudupuki, as they are called, were evil spirits who would go to door to door demanding gifts and leftovers from the Yule feast. Uh. <laughs> that brings us to Julepuki. The Finnish Santa is a blend of Nudupuki and modern Santa Claus, or the Coca Cola Santa. Sometime in the 19th century, he became a benevolent figure and rather than demanding gifts, began passing them out to children. So that's one of the things I found a lot where. It started as one thing and then all of a sudden turned to a better, like a nicer thing where Santa or whatever Santa became, Sinterklaas, right. um, Father, there's a couple other versions that were be the original and then all of a sudden they were, they, he was a dick. <laughs> and then all of a sudden they're like, you know, maybe we should make him a little we bit nicer. A little, yeah. And then all of a sudden they flip the script. Like here, we're well, all you of a can't sudden hand out Christmas cards that say peace and joy on it when you no. got when you got when you're frightened, scared to death. And it's like they say here these days, Julu Puki visits homes to deliver gifts to children. Unlike American Santa, he doesn't use the chimney. He rings the bell and enters politely through the door, asking the still awake family, Onko Tuala whatever he says. Are there any well-behaved children here? He wears red robes and drives a sleigh pulled by reindeer who sadly don't fly and calls Kuvertunui in Lapland home. So it's should have gone to Babelfish, figured that out. What's that? You should have gone to Babelfish. What, and figured out how to say that all that yeah, stuff? Cause that's, put yeah. it in the translator. No, yeah, it got all confusing. So, But there, there's a lot about <laughs> you goats. You in don't the, speak the, Nordic? No, there's a lot about go goats in the, the Finnish belief but it's and like i said i found a lot of those where it's pretty much like they believed one thing and then they're like okay let's make this a, he's kind of a jerk let's switch this around we want santa center claus or whatever judah pookie and everything else to be a nice guy well speaking of that reminds me of this guy right here this is hans trap this is out of france uh this actually originated in, on the right around the france germany border and hans trap crazy story so Hans Trapp was an evil man apparently he was possessed by uh, or he worshipped Satan or possessed by Satan and he got exiled 
into the woods by the church because he was so evil. And while he was out there, he started stuffing his clothes with straw to resemble a scarecrow and would prey on children eating them. Well, guys got to eat. Nice guy, right? Uh, He was so evil that he apparently was killed by a lightning bolt for his wicked ways. I assume God had something to do with that. Struck him down. Yeah, well, you know, eat eat enough kids and uh, you got a population problem. Well, the nice part of the story is Hans Trapp became a companion of St. Nicholas and roamed around with St. Nicholas urging children to amend their wicked ways or they would end up like him. Is this where the Von Trapp camp family came from in Sound of Music? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, really, I mean, that's where that tr- stupid that stupid song comes straight from Satan. All yeah. of the songs in Sound of Music. Oh, yeah. I hate that. I can't stand yeah. that movie. No, me, me either. I mean, it really, I mean, Jonathan Swift, who was a, a, a priest or a, a Catholic, whatever, um, he wrote this story, you know, modest proposal about eating children to get rid of the, the, the problem of Irish of overpopulation in Ireland. Oh, great. And you know who Jonathan Swift, right? He yeah. broke Gulliver's Travel. Yeah, absolutely. It, it's a total satire, but it's so much fun to re- watch someone read that who doesn't see it as a satire, and they freak out, especially when he gets into the recipes. But <laughs> uh, Here's one. Uh, we had a little clip of this in the opener. This is Mari Laud. Oh, Wales. Yeah, this is, again. The Welsh are crazy. Yeah, over there. This is frightening, really. It's bizarre and weird because, uh, so basically, Marilod or Grey Mare, that's what that stands for. It's a ritual where a mare's skull, so the skull of a horse, is attached to a pole and carried around the community while villagers sing traditional songs. And whoever is bearing the skull is usually covered by a sheet. Which, be, which is often made by uh, decorated ribbons. And the mare's skull is uh, often spring-loaded so that it can appear to snap at bystanders. So I, Well, that's not so creepy the, or anything. You're Jesus. looking at a, you're, the picture here. Is, it shows them in the daytime, but, but the videos I saw, basically what happens is these, they, they choose, each town chooses one person every year to be the, the Mari Lod. Yeah. And... So they go and I don't want to do it every year. I'd be like, I'll do it. They put the uh, the horse head on. They get all decked out, and then they wander around the town and they go to like restaurants, pubs, and, and general gathering places and sneak up on people. And you know, so because also in the eyes, a lot of times they put lights in them, so it's like this oh. glowing horse head. And then the jaw snaps down, you know, and they're like, ha ha ha, you know. And then they sing a Christmas carol. So That's they scare awesome. you, and then they sing to you. It's like it's honestly, it's like taking <laughs> Halloween and mixing it with Christmas. I love it. Pretty much. The one, the one that I found too is the appointing a Lord of Misrule. This is one we need to bring back. I think, except for I mean, for us here in Washington, we've been living this for five years. What's it called? The Lord of Mis appointing a Lord of Misrule. So a Lord of Misrule. Yes, basically what it was is uh, under tradition of the Lord of Misrule, which was popular in medieval courts, a jester or clown would become mayor of the city for the Christmas season suggesting all sorts of funny things that everyone would have to do. Depending on the village's <laughs> ruling structure, this was also sometimes known as the Abbot of Unreason. Like I said, I mean, it sounds funny, but I feel like we've been living this for five years. Uh, we've been living it for a long time. So, but yeah. But I mean, I think that would be, I, I would love to be, you know, just for the season to be in well, control. how long just is to, the season? Well, I, I'm, I'm guessing, you know, the month of December. I mean, it would be fun, <laughs> though, to just to have somebody who's completely So do they, of, like, literally have control of everything? Because, yeah. yeah, you could do some damage. You could, but I mean, it would be so like much Like, everybody fun. has to drive backward to work on Tuesday. That, I would just, that would be amazing. Wouldn't that be, you know... You can do all, everyone has to go out and uh, no and just pants the, Thursday. Yeah, no pants Thursday or uh, yeah, topless all, Fridays. I mean, the, the, it's just role you know, reversal Friday. Yeah. You know, I mean, you know, I think it'd be a blast. I mean, I would not be the one you'd want to control because pretty much everything I just said is like really. That's like what I do. Yeah, tame to what I would have actually really happen. <laughs> you so. would frighten me. Oh, I would have so much. See, fun I with just that. give all the money back to everybody, and then we'd be broke, and then I'd go, huh, and I move. <laughs> yeah, I just empty the coffers. So exactly the opposite of what they're doing right now is just right. taking all our money for exactly. who knows. Everyone what. would have a very merry Christmas. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I'd also decree that all the stores just give their stuff away. That way you don't have to burn them down or break their windows. Just hand it out. 
Japan. We haven't been. Oh, we, yeah. We've been way. You know, mostly in the uh, Nordic countries, but Japan's got a pretty bizarre deal here. They have uh, Santa Kuroshu. So Santa Kuroshu is the uh, is the the Santa for Japan, and his special skill is. And this is so Jap. If you watch anime or know anything about Japanese traditions, this is this does not surprise you at all. His special skill is that he has eyes in the back of his head. So creepy. So in the front and in the back, and he has them in the in the back of his head to keep keep an eye on naughty children. <laughs> yeah. Also. In Japan. Oh, yeah, yeah. You can't forget about the other Japan- Japanese. Well, I'll let you do that one. But people avoid sending red Christmas cards as the color can be associated with death and grieving. So don't no red for Christmas. Well, that's what all we know when Christmas is red. Pretty red and white. Yeah. And green. Yeah. What, and what was the other? Oh, the other one is uh, um, Santa Kurushu, Kuroshusu. Is a Japanese interpretation of the American Santa thanks to a 1970s marketing campaign that has forever joined Christmas with KFC. That is weird. That is so, that is their Christmas dinner. In some of the pictures they show, they show literally it's Colonel Sanders as Santa Claus. You can go onto YouTube and and just type in, type in Japanese Christmas dinner or Japanese Christmas KFC. Yeah, and there are lines that. You would think it was the bank giving away cash because mm-hmm. uh, they have to. They take orders months in advance because that, has, for whatever reason, has become their Christmas dinner, which, yep. you know, whatever. And that, that's their tradition is KFC. I, I, I think I, I never I very rarely have KFC. Uh, also, are you into cats? Do you like cats at all? Well, right now all my my Instagram is is cats. Oh. <laughs> so it's my it's what we call the studio cat, Ruben. Well, in uh so in Iceland, children who don't receive new This is weird because I hated getting clothes. Did you like getting clothes for Christmas? No, I did not. I never got my, you know, I never got cool clothes. Uh, I, I just did not like getting clothes for Christmas because no, it was never what you wanted. No, it wasn't. It's what my parents thought was cool. And I'm like, yeah, no, that was cool like six months ago, people. Uh, so in Iceland, children who don't receive new clothes by Christmas Eve uh, will be devoured by a mythical monster from Icelandic folklore known as the Yule Cat. Kinky. It's a large and angry feline rumored to lurk in the snow. This strange tradition came from farmers who used the myth as, a, as an incentive for their workers to finish processing the autumn wool before Christmas. <laughs> the ones who took part in the work would be rewarded with new clothes. Those who did not would get nothing and thus would be preyed upon by the monstrous cat. So <laughs> how old were these workers? Like, would, like you, seven, how, would you fall eight. for that? I, I don't know. I mean, it's one of those things, like I said. Like I mean, you're, out, you're out there in an Icelandic farm, you know, you're doing your thing, and the boss comes around and is like, listen, if you're not done, if you get this done on time, I'm going to give you some new clothes. And apparently what I read elsewhere, too, is that they had to lay it out. They had to lay their new clo- clothes out on their bed. Like, so that the cat wouldn't eat them? So that when the cat rolled by on Christmas Eve, the cat would go, oh, they got new clothes. So they're But if people. you didn't have new clothes out, you were a goner. See, I would just kick my brother's butt and take his new clothes and, you know. That's what I'm saying. Okay. I'd wait till everybody fell asleep. And switch them. And just move one over. Yeah, I know. You know, know. I, I'm not sure how and that, that. That's a weird one, too. I mean, it's just, yeah, it's there, there's some weird ones out there. One, one of my, the ones that just shocked me the most is the, the, the German pickle. <laughs> I have not heard this one. Yeah, it, this is not a weird sex move. This is actually a Christmas tree thing. <laughs> so, it, it's a Christmas tree and tradition where pretty much after you decorated the tree you would hide a christmas pickle okay like an ornament or an actual pickle in the tree and the first kid to find it would either get a special prize or they'd be the first one be able to open their presents first like a real pickle it it depends some of them i've seen some that say real pickle some say like a pickle ornament so it looks like a pickle how do you hide something in a christmas tree 
You just hang it. So I you guess. hang it, and and do you blindfold the kids, and then take no, the I think it's just the off? first one to find the the pickle when they come out there in the morning. I don't know. It's just it's one of those. They're Germans. Germans are weird. <laughs> they are weird. But I mean, well, I get it. I mean, I do high. We're stuff. weird too, man. We, are, we, are. we have drunk Santas that roam around here that's, in the U.S. That, that's awesome. So, but I mean, because I mean, every year what I do is for my wife. I mean, it's become a tradition now. I buy her stuff, you know, body wash, basically stuff and Bath and Body Works, and I wrap them up and I throw them in the tree. Right. That she, you know, finds them throughout the tree. So I mean, we've forgotten these weird traditions, you know, that that you kind of come up with. But some of these other ones, it's just like, uh, okay. <laughs> so when you were a what? kid, so when you were a kid, and uh, did you guys have Santas? Did you guys have Santa? Because I knew you grew up Mormon, right? Yeah, I grew up Mormon. We had Santa. Santa you did? Oh, yeah. I, I'm just curious. Yeah. Uh, we, so we. did you? leave like cookies and milk out for santa you guys yeah. do any stuff like that we, we'd left cookies and milk we'd always my mom was really big about baking and cooking and i mean we'd have huge because i come from a huge family i'm the youngest of six right you know my older brothers and sisters are like my oldest brother's the same age as my wife's mom okay so i so, mean it's, so you were the runt yeah i was the last i was they they stopped when they hit perfection so i mean you got to keep working yeah they, they kept going until they hit perfection and they stopped after they had me but then they realized so it wasn't possible. when you went was it like chocolate chip was it baked, it was those baked cookies did it was you, baked you, cookies, you ever but it tempted, was sugar cookies you know stuff were you like ever that? tempted to like of course i was nibble on santa's cookies yeah, all the time all right well you, but did, I blame you did my brother you didn't want to be in south africa then well <laughs> That's not the only reason. <laughs> well, I think it is. Uh, to keep kids from nibbling on Santa's cookies, parents tell children a story about a boy named Danny, which is not a it's, South African name that no. I would have said. But anyway, so Danny's in South Africa. and a he, white person in South he Africa. He ate all of Santa's cookies, and it really angered his grandmother. And in her rage, she killed him. <laughs> and now his ghost haunts the houses during Christmas time. So parents what parents hang that over their kids that like if you eat that cookie Danny will come. See, I mean, I'm still I'm I'm on the whole thing that grandma killed him. I mean, my, well, I she was uh, she was enraged because she cooked. A, she spent I all see day. My grandmother doing she spent that all day, cooking and baking, and it was a little treat for Santa. And Danny just couldn't he could not hang he couldn't wait. I mean, I get it. I mean, cookies are good. It was special, though. But for grandma, I mean, I, my grandma was a little psychotic, so I could see her doing that. But <laughs> I could totally I mean, see one of my grandmas. Yeah, doing I could that. see one of my grandmas doing it. But <laughs> here's it, it's just. I mean, that's 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 dark. It is dark. Here's another dark one, real quick. This is uh, this is from Guatemala. Um, so in December, and towards the end of December, so it's between Christmas and New Year. Uh, Guatemalans have a tradition where they want to get rid of the bad spirits and start the new year fresh. So what they do is uh, they uh, dust in their house and they clean their house and they gather up a bunch of their stuff that they don't want. And each neighborhood creates a, a, a large pile and they build a devil statue <laughs> on top of it. Uh, on top of the offending dirt, dust, and all the stuff, and then they burn it. And the bad omens are said, of course, to burn up with the devil. So not, it's nice having Satan involved yeah. a little bit. I mean, you, you got to get Satan in there, too. I mean, it, it's pretty. there's some dark stuff with with Christmas. I like how the Swedes do it, though. Or, well, I mean, the I guess, burning goat? No, the, the, I guess it's, it's the festive sauna. Oh, I have not heard about that. No, I mean, which actually, I guess it could get kind of awkward if you have a big family, but, you know, because um, <laughs> apparently most homes there come with It can with get a, awkward even if you don't have a yeah, big family. Come with a sauna, and at Christmas time, what they do is they go into the cozy spot, they get stripped naked and get in the sauna, and I mean, it was one of those things when I'm reading it, I'm like, this sounds amazing, and then they're like, but then I caught that you do this with your family, and I'm like, well, that's awkward. That's yeah, I don't need to see. that. I don't need to see that. I don't want to. I, I I don't want to. I mean, I I was tra traumatized bad enough when I went to Vegas with my daughter and she accidentally flashed me. I'm like, this is something. Thank you for giving me fucking nightmares, child. Oh yeah, I'm I'm having nightmares now. If I 
you saying that. So thank I mean, you. it's well, yeah, it was one of those things that, you know, she was drunk and all of a sudden I'm like, you really shouldn't wear that shirt. It's about to do what it just did. I mean, thank you for that and giving me nightmares, child. So well, Merry Christmas, everybody. Yeah, now so. you have that in your Yeah. Head. She was 21. <laughs> oh, good. OK, good. Because, uh, you know, I mean, you said your daughter. I don't you know, I don't. It's still bad. I that's, mean, no, that's not it much better. But it's not. But I mean, <laughs> but I mean, at least she wasn't. Yeah, but it was. So uh, decorations. Uh, this is um, <laughs> I found this one a little strange, too. So this is uh, over in the Ukraine and um, around the holidays, they decorate. Well, kind of like, you know, we decorate. Yeah, but they decorate with spider webs. The trees are decorated okay with artificial with spider webs and decorative spiders. The unusual tradition tradition is a nod to a tale where a mythical spider wove a web around the plain tree of a poor family, and when the morning came, the white strands turned to precious metals and the family was rich. The webs today symbolize prosperity for the next year. Yeah, all right. Maybe I'm going to try that. Yeah, I'm going to put up a web. I need some prosperity. <laughs> Just a bunch of fake spider webs. Because don't we do that at yeah, Halloween? Yeah, we do that at Halloween. We probably have the, the stuff left over. Just turn your Halloween Just wrap stuff your in tree it. in it. Yeah, turn your Halloween And your wife comes in and says, like, what, what's this? Prosperity. Prosperity. I'm. <laughs> it's called using things for double uses. I mean, <laughs> she wouldn't let me do what I wanted to do with my the, the skeleton from Halloween. I wanted to wrap some, you know, of the lights around his ankle and chuck him out the window. Right. But she said no. The the other one, have you seen the the in Italy, Belfana the witch? I heard about this. Yeah, and but it's but they actually they, they do it on G, in January. It's January fifth instead of December twenty fifth, and I found that on a few that are either New Year's Eve or somewhere right it's in like the beginning around of January. Christmas. It's around Christmas, around January first. Um, but according to folk, folklore, an old woman named Belfana visits all the children of Italy to fill their stockings with candy and leave them presents if they've been good. Just like Father Christmas, Belfana enters through the chimney and is left treats by the children who live there, typically wine and local delicacies. I think she's got it better because I used to tell my kids, Santa doesn't want milk and cookies. No. He, he wants whiskey and beef jerky. <laughs> <laughs> I just want the whiskey. Yeah. Uh, so before we run out of time, we got to get to the big, the big dog who's oh, making yeah. a huge comeback. They've done movies. Yeah, I, I have a, a, a Fungo Pop, a f- and it's a flocked one. He's all furry. You have a what? Funko Pop, you know, the oh, bigger right, Oh, right, 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 right. But he's furry. So Krampus. Yes, Krampus. Love him. So Krampus goes all the way back to cre- uh, pre-Christian Alpine traditions, and he's not a nice dude. Um, Krampus, if you haven't seen what Krampus looks like, he basically looks like Satan with fur. Pretty sure my brother dated his sister. <laughs> uh, basically, he um, derives from the pagan supernatural uh, who was assimilated to basically, basically turned into the Christian devil. Um, the So St. Nicholas Festival, we are describing, incorporates cultural elements widely distributed through Europe. Uh, Nicholas himself became a popular in Germany around the 11th century uh all the feast anyway uh that's not what i wanted uh cramp oh yeah so the krampus persisted and by the 17th century krampus had been incorporated into christian winter celebrations by pairing krampus with saint nicholas how come these guys always get like doll like we they always get paired up with, with Santa. Is it like the yin and the yang, the good and the I bad? I think so, and I think that's what it is. It's supposed to be, and I think it's supposed to be one of those things, a lot of things, and then as we've gotten, you know, further in time, kind of like you're seeing now, where they're, they're trying to get rid of the bad and just show you the good. And I think that's what it was. Originally, there was, in a lot of these, it seems like there was the, the Saint Nick or the Sinterklaas and all the other ones that was the nice guy. This is the guy that you want to meet, but then also... You know, not just to say, okay, well, if you're not good, you're not getting a present. It was if you're not good, you're not getting a a present. And then Krampus is going to come along and take you away. Well, it got so bad. I mean, people were uh, kind of celebrating Krampus a little too much that after the 1932 elections in Austria, the uh, Krampus tradition was prohibited 
by the Dolphus regime. In fact, in the 1950s, the government distributed pamphlets titled Krampus is an Evil Man. Then later, towards the the end of the century, a a popular resurgence of Krampus uh, occurred and continues to this day. And and again, it kind of comes and goes in American lore. You know, like I think I think people who and I don't want to put anybody in categories, but people who are a little more into the I don't I'll just say the. gory side of things Me. or who are into uh the you know like they view life as a horror movie um Me. yeah so got <laughs> you know so you would probably way be way more uh knowledgeable and and into the krampus thing yeah and i mean I, i've known about krampus for years and i mean there's been you know there's been a horror movie I've made always, off krampus. i've always heard of it like i've always seen him but i don't know that much about krampus and it's pretty much just like you said it's one of those things it's a yin and a yang Right. You've got, you know, St. Nick, Nicholas or Sinterklaas or whichever, whichever yeah. one you're talking Who's about. Who's a jolly holly. Who's a jolly nice holly. guy. He's going to bring you presents. He's a good, and yeah. And you want to be a good kid so that St. Nick shows up and gives you stuff. Unless he brings black friends. Well, yeah. There's but always the Dutch. Then, and, but that's the Dutch. But then you got the other side, the Germans and, you know, the what was it? Yeah, the Germans are pretty much had Krampus, who was like, okay, if you're not good, instead of him bringing his black friends, Krampus is going to come along. And there's different versions. I've heard versions where he kidnaps them and takes the kids away if they're bad. One's Does he, he kill people? Uh, it depends. Most of the ones I've heard, it's they, they never say he actually kills people. Usually he just that scares them? He scares them, takes them away. He might throw them over his knee and beat them with a, <laughs> beat them with a switch. There's a few of those, which I think pretty much was just parents. You know, like now where they dress up as Santa, they dress up as Krampus and throw right. a bad kid over their, their knee and beat him with a switch. Which they should have done anyway, probably, you know. But they can't do that now. That's child abuse. You know, you can't discipline your. No, kids. you can't. Oh, can't yeah. that. You can't discipline a child. Anyway, I think I think Krampus is uh, interesting. I, I do think he's because he's got these like goat horns and yep. sort of this like crazy demented it was old man's face. And- very much a you know kind of the the whole demon idea, Satan idea of christianity yeah see there's one here i'm looking at a old old postcard uh early 20th century it's it says just december on it and there's a picture of santa who has he has like a papal a pope's hat on mm-hmm. and then you got krampus next to him you know looking like the devil or whatever with the chain around his neck and and they're kind of staring each other down so i do think it's sort of the hey for all the good everybody there's santa and those of you who just are bent on the dark side we'll just throw krampus your way yeah which i mean honestly i i, I would probably want to be been visited more by krampus and santa but i mean oh. it's one of those i have a really twisted sense of different things it's like one of those things my my wife was so surprised when we first got married on our first christmas like the kids what they got from santa was the socks and the underwear and everything else the cool shit came from me <laughs> you wanted to take credit because I'm like this fat, ugly bastard is not taking credit for me buying this PlayStation. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. Christmas, you know, the the beauty about Christmas is, I think, for everybody around the world, us included, is it is it's what you make it. Yeah, right. Everybody, there are some uh, Western traditions that. And, and, and there's so many now that you don't you can't do all of them. So everybody no. has a little bit of each, right? Some yeah. people open presents on Christmas Eve. Some do it on Christmas. Some do just only stockings on Christmas Eve. Some do the whole shebang Christmas morning. Some they do the twelve days of Christmas. Uh, there's Hanukkah tradition. Like no. it's all over the map, right? So some have Christmas trees. Some don't. Some put up lights. Some don't. I do want to say this though before we sign on out. We're very aware that Christmas, and especially this year, but any year, Christmas can be a real drag for some people. It can be. It can be a very depressing time, and we're very aware of that. And we just want you to know that we're here, and if you need to reach out to somebody, you can always email us at nwczradio at gmail.com. And, um, you know, I mean, I don't want to be too dark on this, but a lot of people think bad things they do 
Um, I, I and a lot. It's of a very. It can be very depressing for people. It can be, and a lot of people may not know this about me, but actually, in my my other personality, I actually am. I work with American Foundation for Suicide Prevention. I actually for I've been on uh, the governor's uh, safety conference and done uh, speeches on suicide awareness and all that stuff. And it is a very this time of year is really bad. And especially this year with the social isolation and everything else, it has been a tough year. If you're having problems, reach out to somebody, reach out to us. There's a suicide prevention line, 1-800-273-8255. There's also some text lines that you can look up. Um, if you Or email us. We'll send or them to email you. Them, we'll send them to us. I have them actually both in my phone so that if some, I have a friend who's having problems and needs help, I can just send them the contact info right? so that they can get it. If you need help, I mean, reach out to me on Instagram. It's, uh, you know, for those that don't know, Mr. spelled out M-I-S-T-E-R underscore B underscore 666. Um, I'm there for anybody who needs to talk about this, especially this time of year, especially any time of year. If you're thinking, having thoughts, having idealization, um, any of that stuff. People are talking to you that shouldn't be. Yeah, people are talking to you that shouldn't be. I have struggled with this all my life. I mean, a lot of people may not know this, but right before I started using the name Brandon Valentine, because for those that don't know, my real name is Mike James. I started using Brandon Valentine. The first time I used it was on this radio show. But not this specific one, but on, on the this station. station for another radio show. And that was a month after I had been out of the mental ward because I had checked myself in because I was that <laughs> far down the hole. I don't mean, I don't mean to laugh. Because uh, we've all been there. We've been there. I just I but, got to that point. But that just I know, to knowing be. you like I do, it explains a lot. It does. It explains a lot about our show. It does. Because no, I've, I've been right where you're at. I Again, hit that point. That and it number. Was like I needed to step out. I needed to step out. No, and, and I, you I have to. In. I've done it too. It's one eight hundred two seven three eight two five five. That is the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. Yes. Uh, again, you can reach out to Brandon or myself, send an email to the station. It's worth hanging out because we got a great year of shows coming yes. up. Because this is, this we is need our, you to hang out to hang with us. 2021 is the rise of the Phoenix. We're coming out of this dumpster fire of 2020. We got big plans too. We're gonna yes, make we we're gonna make some changes. We're gonna yes. uh, we're gonna we're gonna try to expand some things, and um, so. Stick around, you yeah. know, it, again, read a good book, do something that makes you happy, stay busy. I know that spiraling feeling when you get depressed and it just drags you down and it feels like you cannot find the bottom and, and you are swirling. I have been there. Brandon's yes. been there. Just calm yourself down. Do something that you like. Get around people. Reach out. It's worth it. You're worth it. And we want you here with us as we move forward. So find your happy place. For me, it's one of those things this year. A lot of people's looking at me. I mean, Big D knows I've lost over a hundred pounds this year. I know. And, and I found part, it. And part of that was because I found my happy place again, and that was running. And a lot of people are like, I wish I had your willpower. It's like it's not willpower, it's keeping my mind straight. Yeah. Because I can't socialize and everything like that because you know, all the things that are shut down, I go run so that my, my brain feels right. And that's that's my thing, and it just happens to be it helped me lose some weight. So, See, and that's my problem. Mine yeah. is reading, and that's sedentary. Yeah. So I, I read tons, and so I'm not running anywhere Yeah. So <laughs> to the bathroom. We all have our ways. Find your way to get through this. If you need anything, reach out. We are here. Please do. And please, everybody, have a great week. Have a very Merry Christmas happy or a Happy holidays. Hanukkah, Happy, happy, happy Hanukkah. Holidays. Whatever it is you've got going on, I hope it's great for you. And we will see. We'll be back next week. We're we will gonna, be. We're looking forward to it. We're going to dive into the Illuminati. I'm looking forward yes. to it. We're at least two shows on that. And uh, unless something major comes up that we just can't help but cover. But the uh, plan is now is to dive into the, the Illuminati. It's going to be fantastic. And then we're shooting to the stars. We're going yes, all we alien on you guys. We're so. going to talk about all the fun stuff. The Palladium, Dracos, all of them. All right. It's going to be good. Well, Brandon, Merry Christmas. It's been a Merry great Christmas. year. We've had a good time. Yes. And we love you guys as an audience. And um, we're Thank looking you. forward to spending next year with you. Yes, we are.